taboo occur. I'm committed to saying the things that people think or admitting the thoughts and feelings that insecurities prevent from being admitted. I invite you to join me in just being open and transparent with yourself as you listen to each and every episode. Now, let's jump in to this week's episode. So I don't really have a topic for this discussion. This is something that I'm definitely just going to sit here and freestyle because I feel like it's something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time and I kind of just kept sweeping it under the rug or shifting it to another week or not even giving it a whole lot of energy and attention just because I know it's something that will constantly come back around and I can talk about it the next time. I am um, very disappointed in the nature of how black women specifically treat each other. And I can, and, and so I am not exempt from this discussion as being a guilty party. Um, we sit in a position of judgment most of the time. And even when we say, who am I to judge? No judgment. I don't care about that girl. Whatever, whatever statements we say, you know, at some point we are judging them and we do it in a fashion that makes us appear better than them, superior, or at least try to like maximize the impact of our situation, make our situation look better. Even if their situation might visibly look better, we start to call out the negatives about it. And we're, we're so critical about the other brown girl that we can either see from social media, no personally may have been associated with somehow, or just simply the stranger who may have more confidence than us to let it all hang out in some dress to piece set, wear some makeup that we might not like, wear their hair in a style that we can't appreciate, take a job or have a career that we don't necessarily respect and all of that. And so I'm curious to understand like, why as black women we've decided to take that approach in life and why that's our narrative. And I'm about to get deep for a second. Slavery taught us to be critical of each other because the slave masters did a great job of playing us against each other. And so I'm not going to say the white man taught us how to do that, but we were manipulated into thinking that because she was in master's house, and because she was light-skinned, she was better. And so, you know, colorism is something that we indirectly magnify and perpetuate within our own African-American culture because we were taught that before we really understood what we were doing. But I'd like to say that present day, we are completely aware of the implications of slavery and how they taught us and embedded in us certain thoughts, behaviors, and ideals. And so I guess I start to question, like, at what point do we decide to rise above all the bullshit that has been given to us? And so I know, like, some people are going to start to argue, well, you know, religion was really like a white man's thing. And I just think that we're going to step outside of that. We're not talking about religion here. We're talking about the culture of black women and how they treat each other. I just use that to give some context into where my thoughts are coming from. The only way 
that we as black women will be appreciated and respected by any other group of people, including black men, white women, white men, uh, Hispanic, African, Asian, English, British, whoever. We have to treat each other better amongst ourselves. Um, I'll, I'll just be transparent. I've definitely been a woman that has said things about other women in relation to like speaking about their body, speaking about their hair, their sense of style, the types of decisions they make, their career, their day-to-day decisions, the men they choose, the relationships that they have, their friendships, um, even making assumptions about their mentality based on my interactions with them. I've been that person and it was wrong for me to do that because it's a lot of things that I, I didn't consider when I made those statements. And I'm going to sit here and say, I probably did it yesterday. Like I'm not even tripping. I'll be honest and say, it's one of those things that we do without it's second nature. We don't even think about the fact that we're doing it. And a lot of times we mentally judge people without really putting forth the effort to call ourselves out and be like, Hey, you know, you judging somebody right now. Like chill out. No, we don't even think about it anymore because as people we're judgmental. So just as in human nature, we're going to judge people because we all have opinions and perspectives. And if someone does something that doesn't align with our opinion or perspective, that is conflicting with our opinion or perspective or let's take it further than that that is one of those far-fetched perspectives then we denounce it it's dumb and stupid i don't like that that's ugly she ain't cute she look bad she's dumb you know any any of that kind of commentary technically speaking we're judging this other brown sister like you have to consider the other things like me talking about somebody that looks bad in an outfit, shouldn't wear something, um, you know, might be a bigger female and has on a two-piece outfit with, like, you know, showing her body or whatever like that. I kind of have to understand that her doing that and that exposure for her might be more to boost her confidence than it is to appease me. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea what kind of self-esteem issues people have. I'm not necessarily one of those people that has that. Um, I mean, we all have insecurities about ourselves, right? So I could probably say that like my thighs are super big and my hips are wide. And that's not always necessarily something that I hate. I think it definitely gives me, yes, ma'am, you serve in body. But sometimes I don't want to look like that. Like sometimes I just want to put some leggings on and look comfy without looking like I'm trying to expose my entire shape to the world. And so it's not something that I feel horrible about or I try to hide or it's, it's got me down. But for someone else, that could be an insecurity where they wear things to disguise it or they wear things to prevent it from being a focal point. And so I have to understand that people make decisions for a lot of different reasons. And so that's what I want, like, my brown sisters to understand we don't necessarily know the reasoning for why people do things for some people that might be the only career that they can choose right now like you know sometimes i'm not necessarily judgmental or strippers or people that have only fans and things like that i'm just like get your money sis i ain't tripping but other people you know they categorize them as hoes and sluts and prostitutes and all this other stuff and i don't agree with that i don't think that's fair like they just getting money they just choose to do it a different way that's not my option of choice. And so that's not what I'm going to do. 
And then, you know, there's a lot of people, they want to be down on people that work at call centers. For me, I worked at a call center at a certain point. So, no, I'm, I, I'll tell you this. That's probably the hardest job I ever had because you got to deal with people and they shit. And don't nobody want to do that. Like, on a daily basis, that junk is mentally and emotionally exhausting. And there's really no way for you to push through it because, you know, you got to go back tomorrow and do the same thing. That's your bread and butter. That's how you make your money. And it's a lot of money to be made in that environment if you working and work some overtime and grind out. And so I ain't tripping. I, I definitely understand why people do that. Um, but sometimes that's the only option that people have. Sometimes people might be trying to motivate themselves and push through something to get to that next. Like it's a means to the next end of another means to a next end and, and so on. Like, it might be what they have to do right now. You have no idea the kinds of responsibilities that people have. You have no idea the type of influence that they might have in their personal circle. They might be portraying confidence when really their self-esteem is trash. They might be portraying success when really they're struggling. Um, beyond that, I guess even for myself, I have to ask the question, like, why do we care so much about what the next brown female is doing? Like, why can't we just look at it like, yes, ma'am, do your thing, grind this thing out. Like, we have to, like, we, and, and so here's the other side of that. A lot of the times we can do that, and I do appreciate this culture of uplifting, uplifting black women regardless of what they're doing and not really caring about, like, the, the hesitation to support people, not really caring about whether they have 10 followers or 10 million followers or 10,000 followers or a thousand, whatever it is, just, just willing to be supportive, willing to give that extra push. And even from a stranger, like I will use yesterday as the prime example. I was working out outside and there were three black women that drove past or walked past me in that process. And every one of them down their window and said, go girl, get it. Cause you're doing more than I did today. And while I was going to work out regardless, it kind of pushed me into this discussion today because I realized that, you know, sometimes you have no idea what that little small push can do. Like, you don't know if that was one of those days that coronavirus had me feeling like, damn, this a rough day. Like this shit is whack. I'm being productive. I'm struggling just to find some peaceful outlet. I'm trying to stay positive. I'm just sick of this house. It's starting to stress me out. You know, you can get in your little mood with this virus or whatever. And so those are the kinds of little small trinkets of hope and faith and motivation that can change. That can change somebody's outlook on their day or their week or whatever situation they got going on. That might be the one little push they needed to keep it moving. And so I say to all the Brown sisters out there, like I want to challenge you as well as myself to encourage, motivate, uplift, and inspire another Brown sister today, tomorrow, the day after that, and every other day that follows, like let somebody know that you see their work. You appreciate what they're doing. Their effort isn't going unnoticed. And I guess I'm going to start it off, which I, I know that like I'm putting myself out there and it requires accountability because I'm literally sitting here saying it, but I want to, I want to see 
that change. I want to see the effort in supporting one another change. Like, it's so many women right now who've been in crazy situations and circumstances. Like, you know, we can use Meg Thee Stallion as a prime example. Um, it was all these jokes and stuff about her being shot. But, like, y'all know, like, it's arteries and veins in our feet. Like, if he would have shot her in the wrong place, she could have bled to death prior to even getting to the hospital. And, you know, when you're in love, sometimes you go through different efforts to protect the person and to protect yourself. And so she could have been doing all of that to protect her image, which we know at the end of the day, that was, that was the larger goal here. But I think like, it's not fair. It's not fair to give her grief about that. And then, you know, the other girl that was missing or whatever, y'all like swarmed to her. And then Nikki has a baby. Y'all, y'all excited about that. And then, you know, Tamar tries to kill herself. And so now we got all this different speculation. People want to criticize her. I think I saw, like, Kaya with her messy self, which, don't get me wrong, like, I enjoy the Kaya banter. Like, I enjoy the little messy commentary and stuff like that. But I think that there's a line that has to be drawn with that kind of stuff because we're on one end, we're just making jokes and we're being funny. On the other hand, we're trying to tear people down. Um... She made some statement about Tamar trying to take her life and something about the boyfriend and Africans and all this other stuff. And too soon. Like, I feel like as black women, sometimes we don't know where to draw the line. Sometimes we always resort to running out. Sometimes we don't understand that, like, yo, you got to chill. Like, that can't be your course of action all the time. You can't always want to jump on somebody, dog them tear them down and just defame their character. Like you can't want to do that all the time. We can't be those kinds of people. We really have to get to a place where we're focusing on how do we make ourselves better? How do we make the other Brown sisters around us better? And then how do we collectively pour that into these younger Brown sisters that are watching us? Y'all, we are teaching these young black girls to be envious, to be conniving, to be judgmental, to avoid loyalty, to avoid being completely honest with a person in their face and just kind of ripping them to shreds in public. Like, discretion of just having that kind of open and honest discussion with your friend. Even just open and honest discussions. Like, we can't be honest because we too caught up in our feelings of being jealous. We don't want to see sis win because if she wins, then that means I only win a little bit or maybe I win less altogether. Like, it's so much money out here to be made. Everybody can do everything. This market, I understand all the markets are probably saturated with all kinds of things right now. Like, I decided to start my own business. And guess what? There are other people that are doing the same thing. People will come to me because they know me. People will come to me because of the impression that I've had on them. People will come to me as they begin to see my work unfold. I can't necessarily be concerned about who doesn't like me. Or I can't necessarily be concerned with who doesn't think I'm doing a good job. Or I can't be concerned with who just wants to rip me to shreds, criticize my work, act like I don't know what I'm talking about when I work and market it every day. You know, that kind of criticism is something that I don't really need, that I don't really need to give energy to, and that we actually shouldn't even putting shouldn't be putting into the atmosphere. Don't you want to see black people rise above the occasion of all the oppression that we've been unfortunately subjected to our entire lives don't you want us to be in a situation 
where we can win all the time. Do you realize that the reason that we can't do that is because we don't band together for anything? Every other race has done it. We're the only one that has this horrific crab mentality that if I begin to see you win too much, I'm going to tear you down so then I can rise above you and so on and so forth until the end of time. Like y'all, in my opinion, if we're going to be crabs, then we all, we, we, I'll say it this way. We going to create the foundation for that one crab to rise to the top. And so how do we do that? We begin to make these links. And as each of us begin to rise, we start to link together and creating that stair, stairway to success so that these young brown baby girls, they can just walk on our shoulders, use our back as the foundation and get them where they want to be, to get them to be able to be capable, capable of what they want to do, to erase limitations of success and opportunity, to give them a strong foundation to stand on and fight off the oppression of discrimination and segregation or, excuse me, uh, underground segregation where although we may not necessarily see it, they're doing underwritten racism where they won't necessarily be honest and let us see us, let us see it outright, but they'll prevent opportunities from happening. They'll put limiting factors on our opportunities. So, you know, we have to create our own. We can't depend on them to give us every opportunity and give us every break, but we can't do any of that. If we're too busy tearing each other down, not respecting each other, not encouraging each other, not giving each other that space and platform to be great and just thriving on the failure of the other Brown girl that looks like me, like that gets me nowhere. That gets me nothing that inspires and encourages me in no way. Like we got to do something different. And I hope that this conversation sparks something in you to look at how you can improve the interactions and relationships between Brown women and how you can make changes into the right direction. So remember, I asked that you start today to encourage another black woman, encourage another black or brown girl to be great. Let them know that whatever their heart's desire is theirs, that you're praying for them, that you're supporting them or support them, you know, make a purchase to their business, request their services, be their friend, be their motivator, encourage or inspire them. Whatever you can do to change the trajectory of this black woman culture. I appreciate it. Let me know. Um, as always, please be sure to comment, like, share, and subscribe. And let me know what kind of positive effort you have taken today to uplift and inspire another brown sister. Thank you so much for listening and please return for another episode.